Are you interested in an MBA that has the goal of preparing you to lead in an ever-changing world? Are you considering one, two-year options? Does being in New York City with all that offers appeal to you? Then today's episode is for you. The new Executive Director for MBA Admissions at NYU Stern is our guest. Welcome to Admission Straight Talk, the podcast dedicated to graduate admissions and helping you approach the application process thoughtfully and successfully. Your host is Accepted's founder and world-renowned admissions guru, Linda Abraham. At Accepted, our mission is to get you to that unforgettable moment when you read your acceptance email and shout, yes, I'm in, confident you'll be attending the perfect program to help you launch the career of your dreams. Welcome to the 525th episode of Admission Straight Talk. Thanks for joining me. Are you ready to apply to your dream MBA programs? Are you competitive at your target schools? Accepted's MBA admissions quiz can give you a quick reality check. Just go to accepted.com slash MBA quiz, complete the quiz, and you'll not only get an assessment, but tips on how to actually improve your profile and qualifications. And it's all free. Again, use the calculator at accepted.com slash MBA quiz to obtain your complimentary assessment. It gives me great pleasure to have for the first time on Admissions Straight Talk, Lindsay Lloyd, Executive Director for MBA Admissions at NYU Stern. Lindsay leads the recruiting and admissions efforts for Stern's full-time MBA programs, including the two-year full-time MBA, the focused one-year MBAs, which are the Andre Koo Technology and Entrepreneurship MBA, and the Fashion and Luxury MBA. Lindsay has a BA in economics from Washington State University and an MBA from Chicago Booth. Before joining NYU Stern, she had a 13-year career at American Express, where she ultimately became the Vice President of Strategic Engagement Global Commercial Services. She joined NYU Stern in January 2023. I think I can still congratulate you on your new role and position. And so, Lizzie, congratulations and welcome to Admission Straight Talk. Thanks, Linda. Great to be here. Wonderful. Now, let's start with a really basic question. Can you provide an overview of NYU Stern's full-time two-year MBA program. Thanks. So NYU's two-year program full-time, it's the classic program that you think of when you hear MBA. It is a graduate management education that delivers on both breadth and depth. Uh, year one, uh, you're going to jump in with launch orientation uh, and then focus on the core requirements, both the required and some picks from our menu, then have a summer internship followed by your second year where that's when you really jump into electives and your specializations. There's kind of three things that I'd highlight that make Stern special. Firstly, being uh, access. And really this is, we are located in the heart of New York City. And we fully take advantage of that. We are so connected um, across businesses and industries, from fintech to fashion, from media to marketing, you name it, we've got Stern alumni there. And the beauty is they're just a subway right away. So we really are, are in the heart of the city and take advantage of it. The next thing that I'd highlight is Stern Solutions. Um, so this is our experiential learning opportunities for students where they're really jumping in and participating on live business challenges in the moment. This is something that Stern launched in the early aughts. So this is, you know, two decades worth of experience and expansion and development. And lastly, like I think Stern MBAs really have the opportunity to customize their experience. So I mentioned specializations 
earlier, you can pick three from over 20. There are 200, more than 200 um, electives to choose from. And there's opportunities to study abroad, whether that's for a semester or for one to two weeks um, on a doing business in uh, DBI international intensive. Wow, sounds pretty good. And we haven't even gotten to change studio, which we're going to get to in a minute. And, and just to go back to the overview idea, the, the second year is entirely elective, isn't it? Yes, it is. Right, right. Okay. And since it's their five-year anniversary and there's increasing interest in one-year MBA programs, can you also provide an overview of the two focused one-year MBA programs, one, the tech MBA and the luxury and fashion MBA program? Right. Quite a milestone for those programs. Yes. They are fast, immersive, and indeed very focused. They run May to May, and it's a lockstep 52 credit curriculum. It includes a general business core, a specialized industry core, and then Stern Solutions experiential learning projects that are really geared towards either tech or fashion and luxury. Starting with the tech program, it's STEM designated. There's a West Coast immersion experience, and there is a tech advisory board that connects students with prominent professionals and firms and industry. A couple highlights here. So we've seen 120% growth in applications for the tech program um, since its inception. Another sort of like awesome stat is that most cohorts in this program now are at or near gender parity. And our 2022 class had 100% employment three months post-graduation. So um, really awesome results happening uh, in the tech program. Similarly, the fashion and luxury program also has an immersion experience. They go to Europe and past trips have included stops at places like Ferrari, Lamborghini, and Prada. This program also has um, a council of industry leaders that connect students because we know that uh, mentorship and networking is really crucial, um, particularly in these industries. This program has a real small, uh, deeply connected cohort. Um, they all know, love each other, take care of each other, small group, and it's a really special thing to see. Their employment rates have also been improving, uh, and in 2022, that class hit 94% employment post-graduation, uh, three months post-graduation, so wow. a high watermark there as well. Yeah, especially in that industry. Mm -hmm. that, is, that is fantastic. And what is the, if I recall, it was very high, the the employment rate for the two-year MBA? Uh, 98%. That's what I uh, 97, yes. 98. Yeah, it's yeah, also a really impressive um, number, right? I, immediately versus three months, I'm not sure, but it's very, very high. Right. And I believe NYU had some other really notable stats lately in the last academic year. The last entering class had the highest GMAT ever, and the last graduating class had the highest average total compensation ever, correct? That is correct. So what do you attribute that? <laughs> so first, all, all credit goes to my predecessor in admissions, um, Lisa Rios, for okay. recruiting a stellar class that is strong, not just on GMAT, but across all dimensions. As part of our holistic evaluation process, we're test agnostic. So we accept the GMAT, we GRE, EA, MCAT, LSAT, yeah. And we also offer a test waiver process. So I think a contributing factor to this high average GMAT is that candidates are figuring out which test works best for them and putting that best foot forward, which I, I think is a great strategy. We want candidates to submit their strongest application. 
On the graduate compensation front, uh, I got to tip my hat to my fellow Amex alum and the head of uh, career development at, at Stern, Brian Ruggiero, for just incredible placement outcomes amidst the challenges of the pandemic. As I've onboarded at Stern, it's clear that that team on the employer relation front is incredibly strong, manages uh, and builds great relationships ships there. And then on the career coaching front, they are incredible and do such a great job of preparing sternies uh, for all things recruiting. I've also been really impressed with the student-led industry groups and the Stern Pay It Forward ethos, kind of part of that IQEQ vibe we got going. The second years do so much to help the first years prepare for networking, case interviews, like the whole thing. And it's really incredible to see it in action. That's great. Okay. Can you touch on Change Studio? I was reading about it. I think it had just started when I last interviewed Lisa, and now it's obviously better established. And I was reading about it online. What is it and how do students take advantage of it? It's a little bit hard to get your, your hands around it, I think. Yeah. Um, change is really the one constant in life. And as such, you know, it's Stern's mission to prepare our students to embrace change, to dare it, dream it, drive it, as the tagline says. And um, this mission is really foundational. It's built into all aspects of the Stern program, from launch to core and on through to electives. Change Studio is really an umbrella concept that encapsulates the many different co-curricular opportunities that Sternies can take advantage of during their time here, uh, whether that's Stern Solutions, opportunities through the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, you name it. And these things, you know, in the spirit of change are constantly evolving um, based on student demand and market interest. Okay. But I mean, is it a, is it a class? Is it an ethos? Is it opportunity? Is it experiential learning? Again, I'm still trying to wrap my, it's, wrap my mind about it. I would say it's not, it's not one particular course or one particular prescriptive set of courses, but it's a buffet of opportunities that are available uh, for Sternies to choose from. Okay. Any examples you can give me? So I would say launch uh, would be one of those. I would say the consulting labs. I would say entrepreneurship. Uh, yeah. On, uh, endless frontier labs and some of the entrepreneurship opportunities. I would say leadership accelerator. There's a whole, a whole host to choose from. And like I said, this is something that like new programs are evolving all the time. Okay, great. We are Stern MBAs finding jobs in terms of geography, industry, function, all, all three. All three. So I'll take those from the top. Geography, okay. um, it should come as no surprise, given our location, um, that we have very strong placement in New York City and the Northeast. But we have candidates that are placed coast to coast in the U.S. and also uh, beyond to the rest of the world, Europe, Asia, and Middle East. Uh, Industry-wise, got about a third that go into consulting um, and a third that go into kind of broader diversified financial services. And then good chunks into tech, healthcare, entertainment, sports and media, CPG, and real estate. Functionally, we've kind of already accounted for that third going to consulting. So yeah. same, same story yeah. there. Yeah. A third going into finance functional roles and accounting type functional roles. And then the rest 
product management and marketing, general management, data analytics, operations. Really, if, if people are interested in the details, I strongly recommend you go to our website and the employment reports. Um, we uh, post them for both the full-time two-year program and the uh, two one-year focus programs. All right. And what does Stern offer wannabe entrepreneurs? I know you mentioned Frontier Labs. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, CERN is a great place for current entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. We've got some excellent elective coursework to choose from, applications in entrepreneurial finance, marketing for entrepreneurs, managing growing companies, and a host more. Endless Frontier Labs specifically is NYU Stern's hub for massively scalable uh, tech and life science startups from around the world. Um, these aren't necessarily Stern startups. They're, uh, they, they don't have to be associated with Stern. That program runs from October through May. And Stern MBA students have the opportunity to get involved through a companion course that they take that allows them to work closely with um, the EFL founders on business development support. And some actually have placed into full-time jobs in those companies um, post-graduation. Right. Other things that I'd highlight, the Berkeley Center um, offers startup advising to students and also runs the annual um, Entrepreneurs Challenge that has competitions for seed funding. We also have a program called Sternworks. It's a fund that supports students who are seeking internships with uh, startups, species, and nonprofits. Um, and then finally, I'll highlight that we have student-led groups like the Entrepreneurship and Startup Association. Great. Sounds like a lot, a lot of opportunity. <laughs> and New York City is a great place to be. An yeah, there's this quite an ecosystem there. Before I turn to admissions, what don't people know about NYU Stern that you would like them to know? What's a common myth you'd like to bust or something that people just don't know? Yeah, it, it, it came up recently at preview weekend um, for our next admitted class. Um, but I think upon first glance, it's really easy to write off IQ plus EQ as marketing problem, mm -hmm. but I'm telling you, it's the real deal. While I'm new to Stern, I'm not new to working with Sternies. During my tenure at American Express, I worked with and for many, um, many Stern graduates, both Amex colleagues of mine and also as um, folks I was sitting across the table from, um, right? Uh, Sternies that worked at partners of Amex's like Delta Airlines. All of the Sternies I worked with were incredibly smart when it came to numbers and business strategy, and also very people smart. They were generally very kind and humble leaders. They cared deeply about leveling up everyone around them and very much you know, we're strongly committed to doing the right thing by people, whether that, that was colleagues or customers. And that was one of the many reasons that I was really excited to come work at Stern. Okay, great. That's a, a wonderful answer. Let's turn to admissions. Do you see any changes coming to NYU Stern's application requirements in the upcoming cycle? Let's break it down a little bit. You already mentioned that Stern will accept whatever test you feel best represents you, and you also offer waivers. Do you plan to change the, the test policy allowing all? No. What no about changes waivers? being made on that front. Um, no changes. What about the waiver option? You're going to keep it. Okay. going to keep it. And what about changes to the essays? Um, we changed those not that long ago. And as I've yeah. onboarded and talked to the team and, and gotten familiar with the reading process and that kind of thing, like 
we really like our questions and the sense is it really helps you understand and get to know an applicant and they lend themselves well to differentiating between an okay application, a good application and a great application. So we really, we like our essay questions. Okay, great. And they're, they're, they're different. They're good. It's, it's nice when schools have some signature questions that also reflect the, the culture. Exactly. Um, do you see chat GPT as a problem in the application process, specifically regarding the essays? Now I realize yours, yours are a little different because you also have a, a visual component, at least to one, but um, how do you view that? So chat GPT is, is interesting. Um, yes. Amongst the, uh, the, my fellow sort of Stern grad program administrators, um, the Dean of Students, who's a Stern alum, Connor Brennan, has become kind of our Obi-Wan Kenobi of chat GPT. <laughs> okay. He's a really fun follow on LinkedIn right now. I highly recommend. He's always sharing interesting use cases. You know, this functionality is so new and it's so rapidly changing like every day. I will say I I plugged in our change essay prompt to ChatGPT um, to see what it produced. Um, my conclusion is I don't think it's a good strategy for an applicant looking to put their best forward to, to outsource uh, their application essays to, to ChatGPT. It can create a passable but very generic essay um, without much in the way of personality. And I think a, a winning essay is one that's infused with personality and shows what you uniquely bring to the table. The one uh, sort of analogy that I've heard kicked around is that chat GPT is to writing what a calculator is to math. And so I think kind of in that vein, maybe it's a bit like uh, I would compare it to bouncing your essays off a friend or maybe an admissions consultant um, for feedback or, you know, using spell check or Grammarly to make sure that you're not missing any errors, right? Like that's, that's all fine to use those tools, but you still got to do the heavy lifting at the end of the day and think. Do, <laughs> you know, do the self-reflection, do the research and do the thoughtful composition if you want your essays to be yours. Right. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about a homemade baked product versus a store-bought one. Yeah. Right. It's not going to taste the same. Not the same. Not the same. But I have no interest in like trying to detect like who has used it or not. Right. And we'll see. I mean, there's also AI that is for image generation. So if someone, you know, creates something in mid journey and, and includes it in their pick six, that could be interesting. Yeah, I'd be curious to know what prompt you use. <laughs> right, right. But um, I also tried it out once. And uh, again, I, I got something that was very, very generic and shallow. It, mm-hmm. and apparently, maybe chat GPT has its own style. And it'll be in its own way detectable, not, not necessarily by a machine, but by human beings. Conversely, what makes an applicant in an application come alive for you? Yeah, I think an application really shines when every piece of it comes together to tell a cohesive narrative. And, you know, it shows us kind of three main things. Firstly, the applicant, excuse me, has done deep reflection on their values, on what they're good at, um, and what they maybe have room for, uh, for improvement. Secondly, they've really researched their intended career path, and they can connect the dots from where they've been um, to what they hope to experience at Stern and where they hope to be after Stern. And then lastly, like shows us, like, how are you going to contribute and be a part of the Stern community, right? Like when we're 
when we're crafting this class, it's a mosaic. We want to make sure that that stern pay it forward ethos is really running throughout. Um, so we're curious as to what your contribution is going to be. What, what, what you, what stone are you going to be in that mosaic? Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, I remember talking to an NYU Stern admissions officer. I don't remember her name, but it was probably at least 20 years ago. And she used the same metaphor. <laughs> I guess that's maybe a little reinforcement that I'm right, in the right exactly, place. <laughs> exactly. I don't remember her name though. Um, what about the EQ endorsement? How is that different from a letter of recommendation? Yeah, I mean, it's similar, uh, but I think it adds, it adds a layer. It adds another dimension. It's not just the task that you've completed and the results that you've delivered at work, but this gets into the how you did those things. Are you leading with empathy? Are you communicating thoughtfully? Interpersonal skills are just as important as intellectual skills. And we're looking for exceptional individuals that are self-aware, that are naturally curious, and that are always working to improve themselves. And I think the, the EQ endorsement um, gives us a window into that. Great. What can an interviewee to NYU Stern expect during the interview? Yeah, I think one of the, the things of the pandemic allowed us to kind of innovate on how we interview. All of our interviews are 30 minutes in length, uh, conducted via Zoom with members of the admission staff. So it's not, uh, not an alumna, not a current student. It's a member of my staff. So we are delivering, and, and we like this because it delivers a consistent equitable candidate experience. And on the, on the flip side, we get, you know, consistent and equitable um, interview reports from it. In terms of expectations, the interview is not blind. Um, the person who's interviewing you is a staff member, will have reviewed your application and your resume. So it's really going to be a 30 minute conversation to get to know you better, get a sense of your communication style, understand how an Eastern MBA fits into your career journey at this time. And likewise, it's an opportunity for you to get to know Stern better um, that you should take advantage of and, and ask questions and, and help us help us give you more insight into Stern as a possible avenue for you. So you would definitely recommend that an applicant invited to interview prepare some questions. Absolutely. Ask. And I assume Absolutely. that those questions should not be answered on the second page of the website. Ideally, uh, they, they, they peel back the onion a bit further than that. Yes. I would hope so. Right. What suggestions would you have for reapplicants to Stern? I mean, this is going to air, I believe we plan it for later in May. Okay. Um, yeah. Late May. It's, it's that time of year where people might be reapplying and it's yeah. not the same. So yeah, they're seeing how the, how the cards shook out and, and developing their next steps. So, right. you know, when I'm thinking about someone who's replying to to Stern, um, and I'm thinking even if I, I was in their shoes, like I'd be most curious to know, like what did they learn about themselves through that application process that didn't result in, in what they were hoping for? Mm. I think it's also beneficial to take a real like critical look at your last application. Where are areas that you felt were not, um, not as strong as they could have been? How can you tell a stronger story this time around? What's changed since you last applied? Okay, that's what, right. those are the questions that I would be asking. And how um, can you address oh, those weaknesses? Exactly. Right. Every so often we get, we are asked, you know, I know it was my test score or I know I didn't have enough experience, mm. but my essays are really good. Can I just resubmit the same essays? How would you respond to that? I mean, you can, 
of course. I don't know that that's that's the best course of action. Like I think I think you'd probably have something different to say with a, another year's worth of experience. So so you would be doing yourself a disservice by just submitting the same app, application essays. I would really think about like what what new has changed and how could you reflect that. Yeah. That's, so that's an what option. I typically say. Yeah. No, it's simply an option, but I was just having this discussion with somebody and I said, listen, if he says, well, I took some classes, I got some A's, you know, that's really what's changed. And my essays were really, really good. And I said, you know, there are very few people who can't improve their writing a, a year later when they look back at it, number one. Number two, if you want to telegraph that, that the only thing you've done the last year is take a few classes and earn A's in them, then go ahead. But maybe you want to show that you've done other things too, right. or grown right. in other ways. And in the end, he agreed to take critical eye to his essays, but it took some persuasion. And uh, I don't think part of what a reapplicant should do is, okay, so they analyzed the weakness. They saw that it was grades or test score or whatever weakness was, and they addressed it, but they don't want to be otherwise stagnant. They don't want to come across as stagnant. Right, right. So. Anyway, when I come to a place where we're we're all about change, right? Exactly. Like, You're all about change. So don't come time. across as stagnant. Right. Right. Um, what anyway, did you learn? Yeah. Yeah. That was just on my on my mind because I just had this conversation. And like I said, it took quite a bit of pushing. <laughs> what about first-time applicants? Okay. So they haven't been rejected previously. They haven't applied previously. How can applicants prepare to apply successfully to NYU Stern? I'm sure like in that moment, and I've been there myself many moons ago, but you know, it's, it can be very overwhelming. Um, firstly, I'd say don't fuss too much about meeting any one particular deadline versus another. I, we don't want you to rush an application. We want to see your application when you're ready to submit the best application you can submit. I would, you know, we were talking about test options earlier, you know, do some research, give it some prep um, and give it a go as soon as you can. I think you'd want to allow yourself time to see how that score came back, retest or try another test if you feel like it didn't, it wasn't reflective of your capabilities. And then I will also say like, please don't be put off by the high average scores. Uh, keep in mind that averages are not minimums. Take a look at our class profile. We publish our 80 and 100% ranges. And, and just remember that we evaluate applications holistically. The test score is only one data point amongst like the bigger picture of you that is the application. And when we're talking about tips and, and the test, who should apply for a waiver? I, I'd say if, you feel that the test really isn't reflective or you're you're not in a space where you you can take a certain test we're looking for folks who have past experience in quantitative courses right you've got transcripts supporting that you know you will be able to come in and hit the ground running and do well in statistics and financial accounting in that first semester at school so looking for either transcript evidence or folks who have had significant uh, work experience that's quantitatively supported maybe you have your cpa or your cfa right like these are all other proof points that you're going to do well but i strongly encourage you it to take a test and submit a score um, because it is a helpful data point. But those are the type of things that we'd be evaluating when assessing for granting a waiver. Okay, great. What question would you have liked to answer that I didn't ask? 
Ooh. So the one cool thing I, I, and I think I mentioned it earlier um, as part of the change studio, but I I really want to highlight it is leadership accelerator because it is the coolest thing that I've learned about. um, Go for it. That's a great question. What's the coolest thing I didn't ask about? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, this is taking case method learning to a whole other level. They have taken it off the paper and Leadership Accelerator is an opportunity for students to spend a full day living in a case. We bring in professional actors that play business roles that are, you know, live in real time, throwing twists and turns at the students that they're responding to in real time. And it's an amazing opportunity for practical you know, application of theory and, and gives them an opportunity to to learn leadership agility and, you know, reacting to these things in real time. What's it? Leadership Leadership Accelerator. Accelerator, Leadership Accelerator. Professor Nate Pettit is the director of the Leadership uh, Accelerator. He developed this live case method along with um, Stern colleague, Hannah Levinson. So it's super cool. And I just, one sort of tangential plug for Nate Pettit. This is a podcast. So I assume that people listening are, you know, like podcasts as a format for consuming content. Nate is also the faculty advisor for Stern Chats and Stern Mm. Chats is the podcast that is entirely MBA student run. And it's a great opportunity to hear about Stern from Sternies. Okay, great. Thank you for that plug and thank you for, yeah. for explaining it. It sounds really cool. It's really so, cool. So they they basically they show up and they're given a situation and actors act parts and they yeah, kind of yeah. the students are, you know, in roles as you know, part of, you know, you're in a boardroom and you're debating a strategy and then a crisis comes in and how do you respond to these things? So right. it's it's you know, picture reading an HBS case, but then like living it in real time, right? You know, how the cases really cool. always sort of lay out the, the, yeah. the scenario. Yeah. That sounds really, does sound really cool. Lindsay, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I've enjoyed chatting with you about NYU Stern's three full-time MBA programs. Can you provide a URL for our listeners? Yeah, everything you can find is at stern.nyu.edu. And there's pages for the full-time two-year program that we talked about and for the one-year focus programs. Great. Lots of great information. Thank you again. Listener, you'll find links in the show notes at accept.com slash 525 to NYU Stern's MBA options, as well as to other resources and related interviews. Quick reminder, don't miss the MBA admissions quiz. Find out if you are really ready to apply and competitive at your target schools. You can take the quiz at accept.com slash MBA quiz. Listener, thank you too for tuning in to this, our 525th episode. If you found this show helpful, subscribe and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or whatever podcatcher you prefer. You can find subscribe links at accepted.com slash 525. This is Admission Straight Talk produced by Accepted and I am your host, Linda Abraham. I'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>